Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. And this is the first episode of Masked Society, our coverage of The Masked Singer. I had a request from Nez. I've always talked about the show on our main pod, E-Society. He wanted me to do a spinoff where I cover the show each week. Well, we're already three weeks in, so we're going to cover the show. But before I go any further, she's here to help me break all down all the masks. It's Jade! Hi, guys. All right. We're going to get right into it. Uh, we got three episodes to catch up on. Uh, if you watch Mass Singer, you already know what's going on, but uh, hopefully you'll be excited to hear our take, our thoughts on who we think, who, what, who people are, if we knew uh, the reveals that happened and everything like that. And hopefully going forward, we'll be able to cover each episode uh, all in one, but we're going to cover the first three episodes today. Also, what, where can you watch it so they know? Uh, you can watch this on Fox on Wednesdays. The first episode aired after the Super Bowl and then continued uh, on Wednesdays going forward. Uh, if you miss it live, it's also on Hulu, uh, so you can catch up there also. But uh, we will obviously be doing full spoilers for these first three episodes, so be aware of that. And all episodes going forward, the whole point of this is uh, to cover what went down on the show. So... Uh, make sure you check it out uh, before you listen to these because it'll be full of spoilers and our thoughts and who we think uh, our predictions going forward on, on, on who the characters are. Also, I get that it could not be everyone's cup of tea, but generally, this show literally like is for everyone. So... Yeah, I think one of the things that draws me to it, I, I haven't really been a fan of like singing shows in the past, American Idol and The Voice. While I can respect them, uh, I'm not actually really into that. My favorite part of the show, I've mentioned this before on E-Society, is like the costumes. I look how I like how cool they look. Uh, I like guessing who they are. I remember early on the first season, uh, it was like almost impossible. Like I, I didn't get any of them and I was, uh, you know, shocked. Already this season, I've, I've got a couple right and I could tell who the voice was. So a little proud of my, a little bit proud of myself there for uh, getting that right. But yeah, I really do enjoy the show overall. And I do like how positive it is. There isn't no like, oh my God, that was a terrible performance. I can't believe what I'm watching watching none of that old simon peg american idol you know up and down great performance bad performance is it oh it's simon cowell Cowell. i said simon peg okay you caught me you caught me good catch because that would have been funny uh, if i just let it roll because i was ready to just keep it going (laughs) so anyways but uh yeah, it's, it always stays positive no matter how good or bad the performance is if they're not a professional singer. They always uh, talk about the positives of the performance, uh, how much fun they had, how much it meant to them. So I really like that part of it too. And it's cool the fact that, you know, the judges, not all of them are professional singers. Like they like Ken Jeong, like he's an actor and a comedian and a former 
doctor, right? A doctor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't sing like professionally, but he's still on the show, like and you know, he has this whole like he has little sticks here and there, but yeah, generally like all of the judges. I are know very... exactly who this is. Yeah, exactly. He says he says that every time when they try and guess, he's like, I know exactly who this is. Welcome to the show, like, whoever this so, is. So, so and so. It's like <laughs> I'm glad to see you again. Yeah, stuff like that. Anyway, um, no, but it's really cool because, like, um, in the past, and obviously, you know, it's something they like to keep with going with the show, is the fact that, you know, everyone isn't a professional singer, and you're going to have your strengths and your weaknesses, and but you, you have a chance to, like, be on the show where your identity is unknown, where you're able to, like, express yourself and have fun, and, you know, just be free for a little bit of judgment. Right. Yes. And you could see there's definitely a few people that have done the show with that in mind. Um, they may have gone through something in their life and they're using this show. They're using the mask to, you know, get themselves back out there and kind of deal with something that's uh, happened in their life. Yeah, it seems like therapeutic for a couple of people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that's cool. That's a cool element that uh, they've done from season to season uh speaking of before we jump into these episodes and we will uh break down each performance and our thoughts uh uh as little or as much as we want to say about each performance we'll see how it goes but i did want to quickly mention uh the winners of the past seasons uh Season one, uh, obviously spoilers, <laughs> if you haven't uh, seen and you do want to, uh, we will be talking about everything that's happened in Mass Singer history up to what's currently aired on TV. So the first season winner uh, was it. Monster. It was T-Pain. Yeah, and the, okay, I feel kind of bad. Like, okay, sometimes like there are artists that like I personally know like through either like you like that or or like even like mom or something like that just like family related and i'm like you know it's like oh like you kind of like kick yourself like oh like how do you not know their voice but i think the most interesting thing about this and that's one of the reasons main reasons why he went on the show is because people know him as the autotune guy and he's like no like listen like i can freaking sing like his voice beautiful yes yes Yes, and I, he really did prove a point there. And uh, the cool thing was uh, to speak quickly on this season before we talk about uh, the other season, season two, was the inspiration that he provided as the monster in season one led to one of the contestants this year uh, choosing to be Miss Monster because she was so inspired by uh, what he did in season one. But that was cool. It came down to uh, Monster T-Pain or... Uh, uh, Donnie Osman was also his the last uh, competitor standing, the Peacock. Uh, I was reminded by that the other day because we looked up uh, one of the performances. Do you remember that, that song we were talking about? The uh, something wasn't it like the take that money, watch it burn, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, the winner of season two uh, was definitely cool because it was a surprise. We were convinced the whole season, or at least I was, that the fox, the fox was incredible to the whole season. It was obvious he was on his way to winning it. But 
the guests the whole season was like, oh, it's a fox. It's got to be Jamie Foxx. And it did not end up being Jamie Foxx. It ended up being Wayne Brady, which was just as impressive as T-Pain. Like, you know Wayne Brady can sing, but to see what he was able to do, like, we've seen it before and like, you know, uh, comedy and game show that kind of uh stage but to do it like he did here like it was really impressive he he had this whole uh mashup with uh uh kanye's otis and actual otis redding and he was able to to really transition from the otis redding the real singing and then he was able to transition into rap and back and forth plus the dance and he really put it all together yeah, it was so unique. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, this entire show is amazing and what every single person do. It's definitely, like, like blows me out of the water every time, no matter what it is. But, yeah, there was just something, like, that stood out for that, like, single performance. Like, how creative and unique it was. And it just, it, it got me hyped because of, like, how much I, like, Otis Redding. And then, obviously, you know, Kanye being a fan of him. And I'm just, like this is like amazing like it's a it's like oh i don't don't want to say the greatest mashup but it's a very like fun and creative mashup so definitely applaud for like that whole you know idea and inspiration right so yes uh wayne brady ended up winning season two uh, and the cool thing was that wasn't that long ago that season two ended i think it was uh december so uh, it was cool, though, because they knew what was coming. They knew the Super Bowl was on Fox and they knew they had that slot right after the Super Bowl. Everybody knows when they host that on their network that you're going to have eyes no matter what. You're going to have people leaving their TVs on after the Super Bowl. And Fox decided to run with the Masked Singer for season three so pretty quick turnaround between seasons uh two and three and actually quick turnaround overall uh for the seasons so uh season one actually aired in early 2019 i remember doing my first coverage on e society uh while i was up in reno and me and nez did a in the truck edition we drove around reno i remember talking about mass singer back then so That brings us all the way to season three. So uh, like I said, we're going to be jumping in and covering. They did a different setup this year. Instead of uh, covering all the mass singers, they've broken 18 singers down into three groups and decided to uh, go through each group until they have uh, three from each group and then they'll go to what they're calling already a super nine so uh the first group uh involves uh white tiger turtle llama miss monster robot and kangaroo but uh a new twist for the season this isn't the first time they have had guests but this is the first time that they've had the guests instead of just up there they have the guests in some sort of uh mask and um they they don't draw it out as long but they have like the audience you know uh be surprised on who it is and this was so cool especially since season two was only you know like a little over a month between uh the end of season two and then season three the first uh guest judge ended up being jamie fox 
and that was really funny. He threw in a, a, a joke about like everybody during season two thought that uh, it was him in the fox mask, and even his mom came to him and was like, "I got, I got money." on this are you are you the fox or not <laughs> yeah she's like i have a couple hundred and i'm like oh boy you're gonna lose that money yeah so uh here he is uh maybe you know throwing off the scent for his eventual appearance maybe he is in one of the other groups because like i said you got to remember they're doing it in groups this time so anyways let's get into each individual performance uh the first performance of the night they kicked off the show with white tiger Ice Ice Baby. What did you think about that first performance to kick off the show? Oh yeah, no, I thought it was great. I thought it was high energy and you know, sometimes the in past like I don't think it's ever been opened like this, but just like in general like performers will you know do either like a more emotional song or kind of like a slow song and so I feel like it's always good to have something exciting and you know well known as like Ice Ice Baby. Right. And um, as we go, we'll be giving if we if we have a guess of our own, we'll be giving a guess on who we think it is. And this one couldn't be more obvious to me. Uh, After this first performance, I remember hearing one of them say they thought it was John Cena. And I thought for a second, but then it's so clear if you hear it in the voice, if you followed the sports. Uh, if you've seen him in anything else, if you've seen him host things, he's done stuff for Nickelodeon and everything. His, if you hear his voice, you know it. Right, exactly. This is 99.9%. This is Gronk. This is Rob Gronkowski. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's funny, too, because, like, you had seen the episode before before me so he was watching it a second time and so when i was watching it you know my first time i did a double take like halfway through the performance and i was like is that gronk and he was like yeah i'm pretty sure it is and i'm like (laughs) yeah really (laughs) yeah so that one was a given maybe not 100 percent at first but it did become pretty obvious pretty quick so and you know when they do the clue package they try to throw things off and instead of like having like a super bowl trophy there's something about uh uh clam chucking uh, uh champion so i think it's really speaking of the whole um clue package i think it's such a really fun aspect part of the show because it's not like oh like you're just presented with this person and you don't know them and you're gonna like try and guess no the clue package makes it really fun and sometimes it's like cool to like learn all these weird tidbits and after their person is revealed you like learn if you didn't understand the connections before you like you they like write out like oh like this is that connection like oh i was like it was from like my hometown or like oh like i used to be like a chess champion in high school or some weird thing like that like i think it's cool like to learn little fun facts about celebrities and stuff like that yeah and it's cool because they're never usually a hundred percent uh with the thing so they actually do try to lead the judges astray which makes it fun that way so The next performance of the night is my early favorite to win the whole thing. Very impressive. Uh, Turtle, he sung Kiss from a Rose as his first uh, performance. It was pretty cool. Uh, Had a bunch of roses out on the stage, and uh, he was really hitting the notes. Uh, 
My early guess for this is uh, there seem to be some new kids on the block references. So I like uh, Joey McIntyre as one of the guesses, and that's my my early uh, pick for this character and uh, definitely a favorite uh, so far. We have yet to see two other groups, but uh, uh, he was definitely the champ of this first group. Yeah, no, um, singing-wise, I definitely think he... Well, I wasn't going to actually talk about the other one that popped up, but no, like, singing-wise, I don't know, maybe, well, you're, like, you're in your 40s, so it's not just me, and you're a guy, but, like, me thinking as, like, a, a, like, a young female, I was like, wow, his voice is, like, beautiful, like, he could sing to me, like, any day, like, I'll just listen to you sing Kiss from a Rose, like, (laughs) Seal who, no, I'm kidding, but, like, yeah, yeah. speaking of, Seal was... Seal was on season two. Season that that was a, actually a great performance because he did throw not only the judges, but uh, I thought I, myself personally for the longest time I was convinced that uh, his leopard character was Billy Porter. Uh, but he did really put on a whole performance. He put a real extravagant, over-the-top, oh, my darling, you don't know. He was so out there. It wasn't until some of his later performances you could clearly hear the seal in his voice. Yeah, because he was like, I think he was more kind of like get, giving into it. But no, like, that was like the sassiest, like, king performance I've ever seen. And I'm like, you go, man. Like, you have that power. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely one of my favorites of uh, season two for sure. Oh yeah, and going back to the turtle before we move on to the next character, I thought it was really cute, and it's like, oh, like you're just winning over the crowd type of thing, like um, with the whole kiss from a rose when he had roses out like around the stage he handed one to one of the girls in the audience and i was like oh wish that could be me like yeah <laughs> yeah that was that was a, a great touch and he definitely won over the crowd as well as the judges like i said i like joey mcintyre i'm not 100 percent locked in that's for sure but uh, do you like that guess do you have any other guesses for turtle i i half like that guess i feel like it could be someone else but i also feel like you could be right yeah, definitely feels like a, a boy bander, like yeah, they said. Like could voice. be somebody, uh, Backstreet Boys, could be... Uh, and, they, and they can dance, so yeah. Yeah, yeah so. All right, uh, that brings us to the third performance of the first episode, uh, Llama, which this one had a great intro where uh, the Llama was talking about how this song is so special to me and this is so sweet and it really gets me in the mood for romance. And then the the, the best touch was it cut to uh, one of the judges, Nicole, yeah. and Nicole's like, Aww. He's a romantic. Yeah, and then it, the fireworks start going off, and it ends up being uh, she bangs. And then they cuts back to her. She's like, "Wait a minute, is this she bangs?" By Ricky Martin, and I'm like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> yeah, and like, and that's when the show like it can do like amazing like what am i watching crazy stuff because he cuts this is the first character that's ever had uh, the part of the costume was he had uh, the llama legs uh draped behind him so he had he looked like he had four legs so that was a kind of cool touch to the llama but then he had two uh 
women, girl dancers yeah. with him, and they both had llama heads on as they were dancing, and he kept turning to each one of them yeah. uh, for to talk about the the song. And that's something too that I really like about the show. You like everyone's so dedicated and passionate. Like the backup dancers, they do such a good job, and like especially with the llama, you know, it's like got four legs, and the girls were so good at like not like Dodging. getting hit, and I was like, wow, I can never like. <laughs> they, yeah, it was really cute. And yeah, you're you're right. Like it's so weird. Like this is the only show like ever you could you couldn't come up with this in a million years. Like imagine like a dancing llama, hippie llama dancing to she bangs trying to serenade two serenade two chicks. Like what is this? Like it's great. I love it. Yeah, definitely. And we'll get more into the llama here in a minute, but uh I mean, it, it, I'm, we'll get into the reveal here in a minute because it does come. There's no way around uh, saying it. We will, we'll, we'll wait for that. But uh, before we do, did you have any guesses like going into it, like who this was before we found out? Um, no, I didn't really recognize the voice, honestly, because I wasn't that familiar. Well, we know who it is. And honestly, I wasn't that familiar with him. Like, I'm pretty sure I'd heard his voice maybe a couple times, but I couldn't like, oh yeah, that's like him. Like, no. So. Yeah. Some of the judges threw out Howard Stern and Joel McHale. They thought that would be good because he'd been a guest judge on the show and they thought they saw uh, Seattle in the package and uh, that ended up being... um, his relation to the Seattle Sounders team. So uh, interesting, you know, deep cut clues for sure. So anyways, that was the llama. Uh, The next contestant was Miss Monster. Like I mentioned a minute ago, she was inspired by T-Pain's performance in the first season. It made her want to do the show and want to be uh, Miss Monster. So very cute. Uh, uh, she did uh, something to talk about by Bonnie Rayet, and I thought the most amazing part of this performance was it was like it was truly like oh my god like and the judges actually had the same reaction I did they all like stood up and they were like whoa like you ha- you freaked out for a second and because uh, the monster came out and you were like oh my god is that T Pain is that T Pain and almost you know almost for sure it wasn't because he never like took it off and revealed himself but it was still a really fun and nice touch and and uh, give him something to talk about it's, it's it, was, it was actually a nice upbeat song too so uh, i had the the the, the monster uh, bouncing and dancing around uh, miss monster yeah i know and that was super cute like the way the way they did that it was just really adorable considering the fact you know like the monster obviously you know it's t-pain not nick it can be considered iconic now you know like that costume because he won and the fact that you know little miss monster like it was just such like a it made the like for like a cute couple duet which like you hadn't seen before especially between like two characters like that and i was like it's so cute like i just i it's like i don't know like the costumes like i I think all of them are cool, but like when there's like one that I like know that I would want to wear, I'm like it just makes it like you know you just like you love that character so much more, and I'm like I want your costume like co- like costume design the dancers everyone is so great on the show like I just can't talk about that enough like yeah right and um, I had no idea who this was it was kind of obvious that this was our uh, legend 
of soul and R&B, which they've had a few on before. Uh, So uh, definitely was, you know, tough to guess. Uh, I didn't end up guessing in the end. We'll cover that in a minute. But did you have any guesses on Miss Monster uh, after that first performance? Oh, shoot. I feel like I did, but I sadly forgot it. I should have written it down. I'm sorry. I'll do better about that in the future. (laughs) Yeah, and like I said, going forward, we're going to do each episode, so we'll have a better uh, insight on that going forward. But uh, on to the next one, Robot. Uh, He did Are You Gonna Go My Way, Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Uh, I thought this was a really cool performance, too. Uh, The backup performance, like, wound him up. Uh, to get into the performance uh, that being said he uh, didn't he, he did what his voice can do and uh, he didn't like go hard on a lot of the notes and I think that may have worked against him in the end um, I definitely didn't think it was the worst performance of the episode but we'll get more into that in a minute but what did you think about the robots performance um for the robot i remember the intro video and i remember thinking like i don't know like this is really nice like and his the whole point of that intro video was like oh like i'm like criticized for like my voice or like my actions like my personality i guess like being kind of bland And, like, I don't know, like, this is, like, a way of, like, proving to people that, you know, like, I can do things like this. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Right. And for this performance, this was one of those, like, no doubt, 99.9%, this was Lil Wayne. I knew it. Uh, uh, When we went into the performance, though, I didn't reveal that I, that was my thoughts to you, Jade. What did you think? Uh, the robot did it was it clear to you as Wayne or did you have any other guesses no I mean because I remember was this the one where I asked you if I knew him yes yes you okay. asked me if you knew him and I said yes a hundred percent yeah you know who this is yeah I knew who this is but I don't know I guess like my brain wasn't clicking at the time so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. We'll get more into Robot here in a minute. Uh, the final performance of the night, the Super Bowl episode, the season premiere, was Kangaroo. And she did a slow down, slower take of Robin's Dancing on My Own. I was most familiar from the show, the song when they used it on the show Girls. So uh, I knew it as an upbeat, fast song. So it was definitely interesting to see Kangaroo's take on this uh, But yeah, well done. And uh, I'd say it was a nice way to end the show, but it ended, you know, made as far as a singing performance, it ended on a slower note. But what did you think of uh, Kangaroo? Yeah, no, I thought it was cute. Um, Seemed like you, I knew the song from Girls. Um, And I don't know, like, it's, it's one of those performances where you can feel the emotion behind it. And, like, probably, like, it's one of those songs that, like, you have on, like, a playlist that you listen to when it's, like, Sad Girl Hours or something, like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I I like the different take. I like the slower approach. Um, I think it's cool when people, like, decide to put songs that are, like, upbeat and they make them slower, like, reverse that. Because, you know, it's um, a refreshing take on something like that, so. 
Right, and I think uh, one of the judges, it was probably Robin Thicke that mentioned, uh, he definitely can appreciate when somebody does put their own personal touch on it. It makes it their own and shows, you know, how, you know, personal it is. And they all felt that. And uh, I think Jamie Foxx even said, like, you know, he felt like he was tearing up about the performance. So, uh that was that was interesting. So that brings us to the end of the first episode, and somebody has to uh, lose the first episode. And I was almost positive that it was either going to be robot, uh, not robot, ro- uh, llama, or white tiger. Uh, so when it was revealed that robot lost the episode, I was stunned. I was like, no way, and I knew it was Wayne, and I was like, man. Uh, there's there's no way that robot had a worse performance than the white tiger uh gronk or uh llama who you know we'll get into here again more soon but it ended up being um little wayne revealed as the robot and as far as the judges went none of them could get it which was shocking especially robin thick he's done five songs with him uh, Jamie Foxx has obviously worked with him. Nicole Scherzinger's worked with him. You know, they all know him, obviously, and I don't know how they didn't hear his voice. But uh, any thoughts on the reveal or the end of the first episode? Yeah, no, I, I think generally everyone was kind of shocked, and that's the interesting thing. In the past, I feel like you, you could kind of really call it. Like, oh, like, they're, this, part, this person is probably going to go out. And no, like, yeah, I... I, I don't know if I could say I was shocked. That well, yeah, you didn't, but you didn't guess. I didn't Wayne, guess. So. I didn't guess that it was him, yeah. but I, I don't think I could say that I was shocked that he went. Yeah. But um, I think it was just because he didn't give all to the, the you know, it was it was Wayne, and his voice is more like the you know. Are you gonna go my way? He was like actually more like talk singing, mm-hmm. so he didn't get to really, you know, uh, got to got to know. He wasn't really even doing like what I just did right there. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, you know, just more. And I got to got to know. Like he was more plain. Yeah. Know? So I, I guess it cost him, but in my opinion, no way was that a worse performance than. Uh, White Tiger and or uh, Llama. I think White Tiger gets a lot of points, though, for the uh, dancing and the stage present. He added a roar at the end of his thing. Uh You know, he was so hyped. Yeah. And almost positive, like I said, it's Gronk. Yeah, no, and I think that's an interesting aspect of the show and why both the audience and the judges might have felt this way, or at least that is how I felt. The more you're into it and the more, like, excited you are and the more you, like, dance and interact with the performance, people are gonna like it more. People are gonna, you know, be into it more. Right. Yep. So, uh, before we get into episode two, any final thoughts on the first? You don't have to. (laughs) Um, okay, honestly, I... Uh, this is just like the first I've only watched the first three episodes of the season and it's great I love the show but it's not that I don't okay I don't necessarily like the new format just because I'm you know 
you like seeing all the characters yeah when things when things change you know people don't like when things change i don't like when things change (laughs) and it's just like you know like i was used to like you know you see all the characters you're gonna hear them all perform at once okay cool like i love that and now like they're in like groups or something like that and i'm like i have to like wait to hear like i'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah, say yeah, I'm gonna, I have to wait to hear the cute mouse and I'm like I just want to see like the mouse like dance like now I gotta wait like yeah and the crazy thing we'll get in at the end of the episode the ones that are coming up here this next week but the crazy thing is even after that there's gonna be a, three episodes with those characters and then in the uh, ninth episode there's gonna be the next set of characters see, that just that just feels a little too weird to me because like I feel like I feel like there's pros and cons to it. Like, they, like there's pros and cons to everything. Like, compared to the last two seasons where you know all of the characters and you can, like, see their performances and judge them upon that versus, versus like, having a couple people and then judging their characters based on that group. And I don't know if that's better or worse yet, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we will. Uh, it'll be interesting once it gets a little further on. Okay, I'm sorry. I just thought of this thought because, like, okay, think about it. Like, this is this is like my personal thought. You have to think this way, but like, okay, think about it. Like, what if like you have someone in like group, is it group C? Like, yeah, three, three the groups. Final. The final group that was like really, really good, and you could have like compared them to someone who was really good in group A, but like, say they like got canceled out, and now you don't get to see like that com- that competition. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and maybe that was what their idea uh, with this, but I don't know. We will see as it goes forward. So, On that note, let's get into episode two. The guest judge for this was Jason Biggs. Most people know him from American Pie. Uh, he was also on uh, Orange is the New Black. So uh, Movies here and there, but he's also going to be in a Fox show soon. So Just like Jamie Foxx is going to be uh, when the Shazam show comes back. Uh, so anyways, uh, episode two opened with a uh, performance from Llama. He did... Uh, not unusual by tom jones and i thought comparing this to his first uh, she bangs performance the she bangs performance was good and i thought it was more entertaining but i thought from a singing point of view i thought he actually did a lot better with this tom jones not unusual yeah no i i liked it i i don't know if i agree with you there i think i like the original better but no yeah i thought it was a a nice performance yeah yeah i mean it was what it was um definitely not as flashy but uh, we'll get more into the llama here on a minute uh the next performance was miss monster miss monster with uh fancy by bobby gentry uh pretty good but also uh not my favorite performance of the night what do you think of miss monster's take on fancy yeah no i i can agree with you there it's it's weird because like you you can like you can like performances more than others and more performances can be more like relatable or emotional or exciting but you know not as great as like all these people are because you know they all are celebrities not every performance is going to be like yes like solid like 100 percent, like full heart love it's like then sometimes it's not like that right 
All right, uh, next one was White Tiger. Uh, once again, Gronk uh, doing uh, Marky Mark's Good Vibrations. Uh, this was the one where uh, the song was definitely too fast for Gronk. He's, uh, you know, a talk singer. He's, he's not really singing at all. And he tripped over the words a few times in the performance. He tried to make it up with, uh, you know, aggressive dancing. But, you know, the more you dance usually hard with these performances, the more you're out of breath. So I think it ended up working <laughs> against him in, in fun performance. But... Uh, there actually hasn't been very many missteps in Mass Singer history, and it felt like this was a big misstep with his uh, fumbling of the words. But uh, they didn't uh, they didn't really get on him that much for it, which was nice. You know, other singing shows would, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a rough performance, as fun as it was. Mm, I think I think that just shows you know like how how normal it is to be human. I'd probably do the same thing, honestly, and, you know, compensate with dancing. And, um, but no, like, I, I feel like Gronk's vibe with the whole exciting songs and fun, you know, boppy, you know, Marky Mark and stuff like that. Um, I, I think he, I think, I think it's one of those things where, like, you can tell, like, the person, like, knows, like, oh, you know, I can't, like, sing the best, but I'm gonna, like, you know, have fun and you know that's what matters and i think you know as 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 tough as as tough as he was giving it you know i could definitely give him credit there because i i think it's easy to feel nervous even though like even if you're even if you're masked and your identity is not unknown you know you still are on television you're still being watched by a lot of people and so there still is that whole i tripped like I don't know what to do. Like, oh, I forgot the words. But no, like, you just, he kept going. And I can definitely um, appreciate that. Right. And uh, I remember from his first package, his first clue package in the first episode, he talked about actually being a confident person. He said, but when it comes to to singing, he's a big scaredy cat, he said. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. That brings us to Kangaroo. She went with You Know I'm No Good by Amy Winehouse. Uh, she's definitely, for these, through the first two episodes, she was definitely going for uh, a slower vibe singing uh, aspect of things. Uh, but g- good performance overall, and it felt almost like a mirror for me of, of week one's Dancing on My Own, the You Know I'm No Good. So, uh Definitely felt like she was, you know, good. Like she was going to be able to move on. But uh, also not my favorite just because of the uh, the slower performance. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you because I couldn't exactly remember this performance. I couldn't remember if it was like like going along with the song or if it was more like slower. Like It was, it was pretty much in line with the song, but she was okay. still, it was still like, you know, Pronunci- slower. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, no, I feel bad because I can't exactly remember his performance. Like, I know the lyrics and stuff. I know the song, but... Yeah, she pretty much did the song. Did the song, yeah. Yeah, so it's good. (laughs) Well, uh, that brings us to the final performance of the night. Uh, My favorite to win it all, Turtle, ended the second episode with 
Say You Won't Let Go by James Arthur. And I personally uh, was completely unfamiliar with this song. Uh, It also wasn't my favorite performance by the turtle just because it was really, you know, rather slow and... And uh, I definitely wasn't crazy about it. My Probably my least favorite of the three Turtle performances so far. That being said, he is my favorite uh, so far. I mean, I haven't seen uh, two whole groups, but uh, I, he's by far my favorite of the first two groups. Just this, this wasn't my favorite performance. Okay, so I'm going to get the Turtle in a second because we, we all love Turtle in this house. But... One thing you should know about my father, who is currently recording this podcast, he is not a slow song type of guy. <laughs> I am a slow song type of girl. I can get into that vibe. I can vibe with James Arthur, and I thought it was a beautiful song and performance. Thank you very much. <laughs> I thought it was great. So, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> but no, Turtle did great. Um, I, I, actually, I know the song because... Um, you know, it, it feels like it's one of those songs that, like, you know, when you, like, you're, like, ending things with someone or you're, like, even, like, I don't know, just, like, in your feelings. And it's, like, oh, like, say you won't let go is on. Okay, I'm just going to cry a little more. Like, it's cool. Like, things happen. And, yeah, no, um, I think... I think, you know, like I said before, his voice is beautiful, you know, I think with when you know you can sing good, you choose songs that um, adapt well with your voice. And that was definitely one of them. <clears throat> right. So that would bring us to the end of this episode. And uh, I personally, I thought the Gronk or White Tiger fumble uh, really cost him. I was positive it was going to be him that was out. But shockingly, uh who I would suspect second because I suspected he would be out in the first episode. Llama was the one to unmask in episode two. And yeah, I really did have no idea who this was. It ended up being Drew Carey. So, you know, famous for a lot of uh, sitcoms and obviously uh, well known uh, for his love of uh, Cleveland and everything but he actually does own part of the seattle sounders who recently won a championship so that's what he was repping seattle for trying to throw the judges off and he did uh, they didn't guess that it was him but uh yeah uh drew carey leaves the show in episode two what did you think about the reveal of llama being drew carey oh yeah no i thought it was great um because wasn't his his costume was like a hippie was it a hippie llama yes, yes yeah no i thought it was cool because like i i think i think how i knew him was like briefly as a radio host like i kind of heard his stuff like occasionally or like with other people talking about him so that's how i knew mm. him surprisingly <laughs> like that's a crazy way yeah um, right now i think he does uh prices right yeah possibly yeah that, that sounds right um but yeah, no, I thought it was cool. Um, I definitely wouldn't have guessed it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, it was... Um, and to be honest, if I'm being 100% honest, when I first saw the episode and this was that without you, even when he revealed himself, I was like, wait, who? Because he didn't have his glasses on either. So it really took me a second. And I swear, if you watch that episode, you can see the judges. They're like... Who? They don't know who it is. And then he, like, Nick Cannon, like, takes a second to be like, 
it's Drew Carey. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and see, that's an interesting thing too. Like Nick Cannon being the host, it's funny. It's fun to see like how many times he's actually known who it was. He's known when they have a it. lot. He could tell. Yeah, he could tell on T Pain. Mm-hmm. He could tell on Shaka Khan. Yeah. Oh, which, sorry, I'm stepping on that a little. It's but. okay. Yeah. There, there. Well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, no, yeah, it's cool too because in the past he's like after they revealed it's like oh yeah i knew because he he, um, he tells why yeah he tells why yeah because of like how close he was to them and they like did something that he noticed or just like you know being that close and hearing their voice he's like oh yeah it's like so and so and i'm like damn canon okay good thing he's not a judge yeah yeah because he's he's, too good you actually mm -hmm. want people like they have throwing off guesses yeah yeah. like there have been times in the past where it's like, oh yeah, it's probably this person, but generally how it goes is like they're like completely off, and there's like yeah, 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 it's a yeah. genuine surprise. Uh, for the like legacy, like legend singers, it's interesting though that uh, I should have saved this, but the Nicole and Robin, uh, they they always know the real legend soul singers they've always guessed right yeah. uh, on the past seasons yeah and that's interesting i think it's cool because the, of the judges they are the two singers and show you know that shows that they really you know they do know their stuff they study yeah these, they truly study yeah these they people, study the greats so, yeah. and like it's cool that they point that out whenever they like you know person a woman like shaka khan is ruled and um, i think nicole said something like that like oh yeah. like i have admired your stuff ever like yeah ever. forever yeah forever so all right on that note uh, let's finish up with episode three uh the guest host here was leia remini which uh she's one of those people like you definitely see her and you're like i know her but we had to do a little research and find out what she was actually on so sorry for any leia remini fans but uh what was she on again uh the king of queens with kevin james she was um, right and yeah, yeah if you know if you listen to east society you know i don't really do the uh laugh track shows so uh that's one reason i wouldn't be familiar with her work but i i know it did say that you know she was uh, involved a lot on broadway too and a lot of uh, uh writing directing and producing for that too so wow yeah wow okay yeah no wonder she would guess yeah so uh that was our guest for episode three shout out to flea uh they opened up though with a fun because this was going to be the final episode of the first batch basically the championship of this first group before whoever would win would go to the final nine uh so the kangaroo turtle tiger and miss monster did uh uh i want to rock and roll uh all night party every day so they did that that was a fun they all got together and do that i swear though that uh gronk uh, chose not to sing which was probably a good choice he was kind of just dancing around but i didn't hear him in there when everybody else was singing so uh, that was interesting i think he was because they made a point of each of them having a solo part Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Turtle and Miss Monster definitely stood out uh, as far as uh, their parts in that intro. 
But uh, the first performance of the night was Turtle, uh, who did uh, one of Jade's favorite, uh, the Shawn Mendes song, There's Nothing Holding Me Back. And Jade is a, a super fan of his. Um, this is probably my favorite song of his because I do like the upbeat stuff and I think yeah. this is probably his most upbeat song. So yeah. uh, it's the one I can appreciate the most. If you've been listening to us, uh, especially on Anchor here for a while, you remember last year, the In the Truck edition, uh, me and Nez driving to and from Emerald City Comic Con. I brought uh, this song up and I, I sang a little bit of it and then he brought he he, he brought it up and he's like you didn't sound anything like that <laughs> and I was like what are you talking about I was saying it was funny it was a great moment but like yeah I was like he, I think he was going for the tone but I was I was like going like fast like with it but anyways uh, what did you think of the turtles performance of uh there's nothing holding me back. Ah, oh, it just amplifies my love. Okay, so quick little. I'm not gonna rant. I promise. I won't let myself because I easily could, and that would take over the entire purpose of the show. But like, like my father said, I am a huge Shawn Mendes fan. Been to like two concerts. His poster is literally right next to where I sleep. It's not creepy at all. It's just a shrine. It's okay. Um, but yeah, no, There's Nothing Holding It Back is probably one of his most well-known songs because of how upbeat it is. Um, the music video is really great and it's really fun. Um, heard everywhere on the radio, um, different countries. So like everyone knows it, you know, it's like, oh, Shawn Mendes. Oh yeah, that song. Um, besides, of course, Senorita. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was... You know, he, he made it fun, and it's it's cool. It's honestly, as much as I, you know, I, I like I like Sean's voice, and I adore it so much, it's nice to hear someone else's performance on it. Right, and to me, he's clearly the favorite of uh, this group, this first group, Group A, if you'd like to call them that, but, uh, and I think this performance just solidified that, so... Uh, he was definitely 100% safe to move on. Uh, the next up, Miss Monster performed You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore. Uh, interesting performance here because uh, compared to the first two, uh, she really seemed to be like uh, showing off her vocal range here. And she did some weird and interesting things, I thought. Uh, but it did throw me off. I did have no idea uh who it was on the eventual reveal which i you know got into earlier but we'll finish with that here in a second but uh what do you think of miss monster's uh performance you don't own me oh no i thought it was i thought it was sultry i thought it was sexy it was good yeah um honestly not a lot of notes on that one i just thought it was very well done right and we'll get more into Miss Monster here in a second, but uh, next up was Kangaroo singing Rihanna's Diamonds. Uh, this is still a slower beat song, but compared to her first two performances, this is probably uh, the most upbeat she's got uh, so far. So uh, felt like she was always gonna be safe too, though. What did you think about her take? Yeah. Um... I I feel like that song because it's very well known like I don't know the people that I know they they kind of like trash it 
in a weird way mm. which is kind of sad because like if you really like look into the meaning of the song like it actually means a lot and i think that's could be one of the reasons you know why it's performed and why it's so well known you know people have their reasons um but yeah no i thought it was performed very very i don't want to say why don't why, my head's singing like smoothly but no like that wasn't it like raw i want to say like raw like you yeah, could, you, you could like feel it going for yeah yeah so and then the final performance of the night was white tiger and uh he was also he regronk was going for the theatrics once again he uh, started his performance in the crowd and walked all around them trying to get them into it and singing along with him he did queen's we will rock you has anyone ever done that before the coming out S- Somebody might have, but I don't remember I don't it before. Remember it. And, it, and it, it's funny because this is definitely memorable. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but once again, he had a moment where he tripped on some of the words. And the fact it didn't cost him last week, I was like, I guess it won't cost him this week. But that being said, um, it clearly felt like a hundred percent. I said a hundred percent. He's going home. But uh, before we get into that, any uh, any uh, thoughts you want to add on uh, White Tigers, We Will Rock You? Yeah, no, I mean, considering, like, we're, like, 90-whatever percent sure that it's Gronk, like, he just has a very, like, fun energy about him. And I think, that you know, like, once again, like, he, he showed that. And, you know, like I said before, the coming from the entrance, you know, made it more personal and fun and woohoo. Right. So like I said, I was almost positive it was going to be him. How could it not be him? He's the only one that had fumbled through a few performances. Yes, he kept it fun, but, you know, I just did, didn't see any other way that he uh, could lose. And he, 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 he remained. He remained in the final three. The uh, Miss Monster had the least amount of votes, and she was revealed to be the legendary... Shaka Khan, shout out to Nez. He actually got to see her in a concert. It must have been amazing. He said it was uh, when we were talking about it on the pod. So uh, very cool and uh, very awesome, but also shocking. I remember one of the first things I said was like, man, did she want out? Did she need to be out? Like that seems insane, especially to let Gronk go on over her. How did Gronk stay when both Lil Wayne and Shaka Khan went home? it's a little crazy, but that's the mass Singer. And actually, that may, that's kind of a cool thing. Like I, I, I said at the start of this pod, and, you know, it is true. The singing actually is one of the least things I, I actually do worry about on this show. I really like the outfits, and I like guessing who the people are, so. Yeah, and, you know, as, as great and as legendary as Shaka Khan is, you know, it shows. I remember, I'm pretty sure I disagreed with you when we were watching it because we watched it together for the first time together and so it was him guessing that Gronk was going to be out and I was like and I don't know if I said it out loud did I say it out loud but I was like in my head I know I was like no like I don't know like I had a I had a good feeling about him like I can't remember who I thought it was gonna be but I didn't think it was gonna be him yeah so I mean to me even as good as she's been I'm surprised that if you're not going to get rid of uh, Gronk, uh, maybe Kangaroo, because she had only shown 
to she really did favor the slow songs so at least Shaka Khan's Miss Monster she opened with uh, give him something to talk about you know with her first performance but anyways uh, it had me wondering if she had to be out and it turns out she ended up being uh, at the NBA All-Star Game singing the national anthem so uh, I I don't think that's the reason why she left the show but I'm still very curious that uh, from Group A it ends up being Turtle, Kangaroo and White Tiger end up being the uh, winners of Group A and the three representatives that'll go to the Super 9. So uh, that's that. Uh, Before we wrap up, I want to get your final thoughts on the first three episodes, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the coming contestants for this next episode. Yeah, okay. So one of the cool things about the show that I realized, like watching it over three seasons is that it never like it never gets like tiring you're always like excited to see the next thing and the next person the next performance the reveals take it off you know like all that and i think there's our cat um he also he wants to put his input on who he thinks that people are um no but i think I think that's the the cool thing that I kind of I don't say under, underestimated, but like, or I can definitely learn. I, I've learned to like appreciate about the show. Like, I knew I'd like it immediately as soon as I saw the first episode when we first watched it. But as like I've continued to watch it and stayed a fan, and you know made guesses and seen who it is, like you you grow to like love the show and like I don't know just like. A part of your heart like grow like grows and maybe this is just like me being cheesy but like it's one of those things and the power of tv that i truly believe that you know shows like the goodness in people and you know faith in humanity and all that and yeah it's just it's it's great to see because you know there can be a lot of negativity and you know badness in the world but it's things like this that can remind you you know like there's like there's so much like fun thing like things out there and fun things to like see and watch and witness and yeah it's great that we have a tv show that provides something like that yeah i 100 percent agree um i think honestly if they did have a negative attitude on certain performances like oh that was terrible like i mentioned earlier um i think it really would hurt the show i think it does strive off the the positivity of it and i think it's one of the reasons you know i i watched a couple singing shows in the past but you know not as like as dedicated honestly as i am to this one i think that's part of it you know like not to say that like oh like i could fall off like i could, i fall off a lot of tv shows to be honest but when you have like when you have oh i'm trying to remember my thought i'm like my brain is getting tired but it's really important so i need to remember so you talk and then i'll yell at you when i need to come back okay but yeah um i was surprised how much i liked this show so uh yeah it looks like actually we're running up against the clock uh 
I don't know why it says that we only have this this much time. So uh, real quick, we will come back with more thoughts. So definitely get yourself together and we're going to come back and talk about it. But until then, I want to leave you with who's going to be in the next episode. Banana, elephant, kitty, taco, mouse, and frog. Uh, really cool looking. But yeah, we do got to put a wrap on this. So any final thoughts? And we really do got to put a wrap on it. It's, it's about to hit the 60 minute mark. Okay, yeah, good to know. Crazy. Um, So yeah, I think my thought, I can't remember all of it, which kind of sucks. But it's just that whole idea of um positivity that i like about the show and i'm frustrated but okay it's okay <laughs> yeah we did really good uh hopefully you enjoyed it uh this episode was ended up being an hour long uh future episodes won't be that long and we're gonna do uh, a pod for each episode with our thoughts what we thought and our guesses and hopefully you had a lot of fun i know i did so uh, uh thank you for joining me jade and uh Say goodbye to everybody. Yep. See you guys real soon. I hope I don't get, oh my God, get copyrighted. Ah! (laughs) Yep. So until next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, East Society.